Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Business of Restoration by Next Gear Solutions, a podcast exploring technology and the best practices in the restoration industry. All right, so we are sitting here in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, um, with uh, Jerry Pasquale. I, I pronounced that right? That is correct. Okay, perfect. And uh, Jerry, what's the name of your restoration company? It's Great Eagle Construction and Restoration. So I noticed on your website, you actually have it kind of separated into two pieces. You've got uh, the Gray Eagle construction and then Gray Eagle restoration. Is Correct. that is that right? Correct. We you started out we started out with construction and okay. we started a mitigation side last October. Oh wow! So you're you're new into mitigation. Correct. So are you new into restoration itself, or do you feel like if you've been doing restoration for a long time, you just been about 26 on the, years uh, on for restoration for, for reconstruction for reconstruction Correct. okay but you are just getting into mitigation yes we are crawling before we walk <laughs> so uh, you started with the most difficult part of restoration at least in my estimation uh making money in, in the reconstruction part is the hardest um now you're just starting with the mitigation what's your early thoughts well, we were never going to get into the mitigation side of it, but then what happened was we started looking at full service and the full service side of the of the industry wants the you know the general contractor also be in the mitigation side, and basically that would even out on the profits that are you know can be made with the, with the with both of them because you can't make it on just the construction side. It's harder, right? Like Correct. The construction parts, it's it's a little more difficult. Uh, You've longer got a lot running more projects. nuts and bolts. <laughs> That's right. What, what uh, you So you have uh, done reconstruction for a long time, and you've done construction even before that. What's your thoughts on the, the right target gross margin for uh, reconstruction? Uh, NOI? Yeah. Uh, what, is, what, is, what we shoot for is 11%. Wow. But, but you know, it's, it, it all depends. I mean, you can, you can get moving with it. So. so you and I need to have a conversation after this podcast because – uh, our, uh, our, our theories, you can make at least somewhere around, uh, 40 to, uh, 50% on, uh, uh, gross margins, uh, for your job costs. Absolutely. So, uh, we'll have to talk about how you're using the, the budgeting and work order section of, of dash to see if you're, uh, you're eking every bit of gross profit you can out of that. Absolutely. Well, I'm talking about, uh, NOI, which basically is your bottom. Oh, um, sorry. Your net. I'm yeah, sorry. Your net, your net is, th- yes, 35 to 42. Yeah, example. yeah. Yes. Got yes. it. Okay. But, sorry. Yeah, definitions are always uh, an important piece of, uh, of any puzzle here. So tell me uh, um, tell me a little bit about how you got into restoration. It was kind of a, a strange thing. I moved out here in 1993. I was doing public works and concrete and block work and stuff in the Pittsburgh area. And uh, I moved out here with my wife at the time. The second week, I, I ran into a company that uh, was a restoration company. Never really knew it. Uh, Xactimate was DOS then. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a pretty unique thing. I came in, and uh, the company hired me, and the owner of the company mentored me and basically taught me everything I needed to see what happening with that. And it actually uh, turned out to be a real good thing. We uh, started Gray Eagle. I was with that company for nine years, and we started Gray Eagle uh, 2000, uh, September 10th, 2001. The day before 9-11. Yeah, so I heard that. Uh, so you started your company right before 9-11. Tell me about that. Yeah, uh, second day of business was pretty uh, unique for us. Yeah. It was, uh, it was It was. very strange. It was kind of scary for us as well. But it was um, it was a it was a strange beginning. But we, we basically got through it, and we did what, you know, we had to do for it. And you've always been based in Las Vegas? Yes. So I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, you know, 
weather is a big uh, driving force in our industry. A lot of people are busy when it's when it's really cold and then moves into a little warmer. Then we've got you know weather uh, from rain and floods. What kind of weather impacts uh, <laughs> a restoration company in in the desert? Well, we have a uh, most of our most of the claims that we are working on is basically the homes themselves, piping, the brakes and stuff. We don't get severe storms out here. We do get wind. Uh, we have a lot of wind claims, and a lot of times that's when people realize is their roofs are leaking because they don't really get enough rain out here to even know. So, uh, but on a, on storm wise, we don't we don't have that much. Of, uh, you know, it's mostly uh, the construction of the homes. It's, a lot of these homes here, I always look at it. The home's ten years old. It's going to have a water loss sooner or later. Got it. So new construction or aging construction and uh, just general construction defect or aging infrastructure is yes. what's driving your business here. Yes, got it. Um, so uh, you started your business the day before nine eleven. Um, you've been in the industry a bit before that, so you understood the industry. Yes, um, but you went on your own the day before we had kind of our one of our biggest crises as a as a country. Yes, yes, it was a uh, it was a unique the second day of business we were you know my my two other business partners at the time we were all just like wow were you wondering like happening? what you got yourself into like starting a business right before yeah. that must have been pretty scary yeah and the contracting the the actual licensings out here it took us a little bit to get because we it took us about six months to have our contractors license and for it to land on september 10th it was just like okay we're going you know monday morning we're getting out there so yeah wow that's amazing yeah now uh so I, I heard from uh, Scott Severe, and I think Scott Severe, who is our chief customer um, officer for the construction division, uh, is is the one who is involved in selling you Dash originally. Yeah, I owe my dinner. Yeah. Oh, you do owe my dinner. Okay. <laughs> so I wasn't sure how that how this was going to come off because uh, I, I think the story is that you said uh, you're going to owe me dinner next time I see you, and he reversed it on you and said, actually, I think you owe me dinner because I'm gonna I'm gonna change your business here. Correct. Is that is that right? Correct. So, so you admit you owe him a dinner. Yes. I okay. Do. We'll we'll dig into that well, later. Yeah. But that, there, there was some debate on whether uh, you were going to remember it that way or not. Oh, I do. And last time I saw him at a, at a, a, a TPA conference recently, I basically said, "Hey, let's do dinner," and we just didn't get. We didn't have time to catch up. Uh, conferences are always difficult to, to get yeah, to. You get, yeah. you get into your room at the end of the day and you just want to sleep. <laughs> Absolutely. We're here at, in Vegas for the Experience Show and. Uh, and yeah, I would love to catch up on some sleep right now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, but one of the things that he was uh, telling me when he was uh, talking to me about you is that you actually have kind of a, a unique and maybe a difficult story to talk about. Uh, I think everyone probably knows about the mass shooting that happened here in Vegas. And I guess you were actually at that concert and yes. maybe even wounded. Yeah, there was um, a group of eight of us and um, my wife and I, We when we were running out, we uh, we she turned me around and we helped some we helped up the lady to get her up and start running, and we went to help another person and she was already passed and so no way we started running back out and uh, I yeah I got shot in the side and um it kind of uh, kind of uh, I didn't know until I got I sat down at the uh, we ended up at the Tropicana back back of the Tropicana and I sat down and I reached to my side and just saw yeah. blood I thought it was the ladies at first and then um. It just it get get weird. I got I got uh, some someone came up to me, laid me down, uh, grabbed the IV from an ambulance, stuck it in my arm, and then um, I got thrown not thrown. I got carried into an ambulance with six other people, and then taken to Sunrise Hospital. So 
It's a crazy story. So you you were at the concert and just enjoying the concert, and all of a sudden, yes, it was. Um, we we've been to every '91. It was Bob. We've been to three of them, and uh, it was like I said, it was uh the the eight of us that went. We were at two of them together, and that was our second one together. And it was um, it was a great time. I mean, it's a it, that concert. It's it's just you know you don't you didn't have any fighting, you know, any kind of problems. It was a good yeah. time, and you enjoyed yourself. You know, yeah. people drinking beer, eating turkey legs, and having a great time. Listening and it to was Jason. like out in the just out in the street, right? Like is, uh, this. Uh, it's a it's a a, a huge lot. And okay. It's right. I mean, it's it's like we're like in a fishbowl. Yeah, it's a big you know. So yeah, it's, yeah, and in retrospect, it's not a great place to be if someone's up in a high rise shooting. You never would have thought. Yeah, you never would have thought. We um took a little bit for us. Um, we went to a life is not life is beautiful. We went to a beer fest downtown, and uh, it was kind of creepy because all the buildings are around the same area. It yeah. was kind of a. It took me a little bit to get past the the, not the fear, but just sure. the anxiety that comes with it and the yeah. feeling, and you know, you sometimes get triggers things. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine um, the the. I I wasn't anywhere near involved with something so traumatic, but I was trying to get ice cream with Scott Severe and uh, down in Midtown Atlanta, and somebody was shooting in the area, and I had to run. wasn't shot Wasn't anywhere near to that, and that was for me like pretty traumatic, and I just can't even imagine what it'd been like to to be. It, actually yeah. shot grabbing you know people trying to get them to safety and uh in, in a situation that how long how long were you in that situation like that that must have been is yeah. it minutes was it hours yeah. like how, how long were you kind of in that dangerous it felt it felt like a longer time than it really was it was only about 15 to 20 minutes until which is an amazingly long time to right. be in that situation the the weirdest thing too is at first when the when it was when it started, we didn't think anything of it like being a bullet. You didn't think it was guns. And then mm. what what you got from it was, you know, pyrotechs and stuff like that, we were thinking. Okay. And then whenever Jason ran off stage, the mics were still on. And that's where everyone was like, there's massive shooters. But okay. it, because it was echoing on all the speakers. So it was just like, you know, you don't know where it's coming from. You don't know where it's because you're hearing So you don't know where to go. No, because you're hearing it from every sound, right. every corner. Right. So, yeah, it was, um, and then, yeah, getting out of there was pretty, uh, that's <laughs> pretty scary. So, did it change for you how you ran your business? Did it have any like impact on on you know how you live your life today or how you run your business today? I'll tell you, don't take anything for granted. But uh, we, uh, my wife and I, we just started doing bucket lists. Yeah, in Machu Picchu. We 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 took a ship around Italy. I mean, we just live in our things. The business, uh, I have a great team. Uh, everyone in that business, in our business, really kept the business going. I had a little bit of time, um, more or less, the anxiety that I was having some issues. I had some counseling, got some sure. group therapy, but it was just, you know, the business really handled itself because of the way the business was running. And it's good because, speaking of the Dash program, we can, you know, we use it and we can see what's going on with the company at any given time. So. Yeah, like this is not the scenario that we're thinking about no. when we're telling people, like, you know, if you get to a paperless state, you know, and hopefully you're using something like Dash, that you can be anywhere and run your business and have it keep running. And really what we're thinking when we're saying that to people is like, go to Europe, go to the beach. Right. Um, never even thought about it being applicable in, you know, something that's so traumatic. That's, that's... Uh, it, it definitely, um, it definitely helps. It does mostly whenever, like I, I told my business partner, um, and he, 
understood 100% that I'm trying to take it, trying to not step away from the company, but yeah. stepping back a little bit at a time and letting the company run itself. And, you know, you, you have a very good oiled machine with the software that we do have with Dash that definitely helps us being able to do that. So let's take a, take a step back because a big part of this, you know, podcast is is meant to be, you know, the business of restoration and 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 really my focus in, in having these conversations is talking with owners and entrepreneurs in the restoration space that are somewhere on the journey of trying to become paperless and use systems so that they can step away from their businesses or scale or sell their businesses or um, just have a better work-life balance. And and my passion has always been around using technology to accomplish that. So that's kind of been my journey for 17 years. Um, very interested now to meet people who I don't necessarily um, have interacted with or I haven't interacted with along their journey yet, but are somewhere in that, you know, process of, of trying to get there. So, you know, tell me a little bit more about, um, you know, what you were doing before you had Dash um, and then, uh, you know, where you feel like you've landed so far and where you're trying to go. Uh, we were basically using exact analysis on program work, but on non-program work, remodels and uh, uh, ADA conversion stuff, we were using Excel spreadsheets, taking notes on a week, a weekly basis. The problem we were having, though, is it wasn't always timestamped, and we had problems with, you know, what did we say? We had our notes from last week, but we didn't have the notes from weeks prior we, we, we weren't able to check what was going on as much as we are with that so I, I just I just have to interject here because so I was just at the experience trade show and I was at the booth and and uh, I will not name this person but maybe they'll listen and they'll, they'll they'll recognize this conversation but she came up to me and said look I I've thought about your software but I run a hundred million dollar business on Excel and I am doing just fine and <laughs> I, I like I was almost speechless because I'm like, wow, you're running your business on Excel. Like, I, I, I didn't I actually didn't even have the words to to kind of combat her just to explain like there's there's no way you're you're really doing a great job running that your business on Excel. Now maybe you're still running a great business, which is actually commendable. Um, but uh, there, there's there's a lot of holes in trying to use Excel to to run your business. So oh, it sounds okay. like you <laughs> you can confirm some of that. For yes, us. I, I definitely can, and I'll tell you it's um like I said I I uh, I was uh, I was messing with Scott up uh, then I was like trying to bring all the competitors that I know that are on these network programs that yeah. we are, and I was like you got to try this Dash program. I'm serious, and they're like it is a monthly charge, but you know what for what it's worth, it does save you a lot. Yeah, and, and it saves you time. And it also, it almost, to us sometimes, it's also, you know, if it, if it isn't written down, if it isn't documented, it didn't happen. And yeah. with Dash, even making a phone call off the, uh, out of Dash, it actually prompts you, do we want to put a note in the system? It's my favorite new feature of the, when we launched Mobile 3.0 is when you hit the phone number, it automatically launches the note section yep. for you. Yeah. Yep, and then it gives you, it tells you, be sure not to say crazy things, you know, <laughs> be does. PC about your note, you know, right. so it's like, yes. <laughs> well, mostly what we're trying to get people not to do is like put credit card numbers Correct. into their notes yeah, right. um, or social security numbers. Or the member's or number. Or yeah. The like or claim number. Or <laughs> that is not like, that is not what notes are for. And, uh, you know, notes can be emailed different places and we're trying to keep people as secure as possible. But uh, we actually had to put pattern recognition software into the notes that actually look for things like credit card numbers and try to wipe them out because, we don't want you know credit awesome. card numbers. Yeah, it's not good for people. So okay, so you are 
uh, before you're using Excel, you're using exact analysis for your program work. And, and what, what made you think this isn't working or you need to do something different? Uh, basically, when we were actually, uh, one, one of the TPAs we worked for, we had to use the, uh, the dash, it was a modified dash program. Oh, okay. You, yeah. you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, and we were using that. And at first it was, I would say we were afraid of it. Sure. Because it was like, what? You yeah. got to do this? You got this task? You got that task? Uh-huh. And then my people in the office like, I can't believe I'm getting an email. I'm getting an email. I'm like, yeah, because you're not doing your job. <laughs> <laughs> not to say that you're not doing your job. You right. Just, but you're not documenting that you're, you're not doing do- it. Right. That's and right. Then, and then if you look at it, you can prove. I mean, you can send it over and say, look, we did this on this date. We yep. did this. This task was fulfilled. This budget was completed. Yep. This project was, you know, a homeowner sure they were happy on this date this is what happened you know which is really meant to protect you correct uh, so it has. I, I'm, I, I, <laughs> it has. I'm trying to explain like all of this stuff that maybe the system's asking you to do or even if a tpa is using our system to ask you it's not meant to to just be a pain it's actually meant to protect your business and help you run a better business because let's be honest you know some sometimes homeowners have a hard time um separating you from the policies that are the premiums that they've paid for the last 20 years. This and this is so true. <laughs> and, and look, I don't, I'm not trying to say that homeowners intentionally are trying to um, do something that pulls money out of your pocket to, to replace the policies or the, excuse me, the premiums that uh, they've been paying. But um, I, I think my experience in, in being in this industry for a while is that they have a hard time separating that. And if you don't do a good job documenting then you're sort of just, you know, right there to be taken advantage of by potentially a homeowner who doesn't get that these are small businesses. They're not the big bad insurance company that they might think they are, and and uh, you weren't getting the premiums for the last twenty years, and so there's oh. nothing to be extracting out of your pocket. And if you if you look at it too, the industry has been changing a big time, and they're very um, the people uh, you hear people that are. They used to say the comments of nickeling and diming and stuff. It's yeah. not. It's just, you know what? They're tightening their belts. They're understanding that the cost is the cost. Yeah. That's another thing, too, is you you can't let someone become an opportunist from the from a $1,000 claim when it's only it's going to cost you $1,000 yeah. to get it done. That's right. So Yeah, I, I think it, protecting yourself is important. Uh, I was giving some advice today uh, around uh, making sure you have a folder set up for pre-existing damage. And having before you bring a single DHU into the house, like you've got to have one of your techs or your project managers walking around and finding scratches on cabinets and uh, you know chunks out of granite because if you don't, you there's a there's a high likelihood that they're gonna you know not realize that was there before and and want you to bring their house to pre-loss condition and when they mean by pre-loss condition is brand new yeah pre-loss from pre-loss pre-loss from pre-loss that's right <laughs> yeah the, uh, that's 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 good and that's the same thing with the program on you know each tech having it on their phone yeah the estimator the superintendents have it on their phone they can actually document it with the owner being there saying hey this this refrigerator has a scratch in it already we're not going to be touching it and then you know like you said we have a form also that we would have them sign hey yeah. we pointed this out to you we have a photo yep this picture was taken on such and such date and this is uh you know pre-existing well if you rent a car Right, exactly. you're gonna walk Ballet. around the car, right. and you're going to make sure there's any if there's any damage, you're not gonna be responsible for it. You're gonna take a picture, you're gonna exactly. sign a sheet, and like, why not with somebody's home, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that uh, that that's a critical uh, uh, piece that not everyone does, and kind of hard to do if you're using Excel. 
Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Having someone go in there at 3 o'clock in the morning and starting to put fans and stuff without doing it, you right. run into some major issues. And then sometimes it, the finger, it's point back to the contractor because right. you know what? You didn't dot your I, you didn't cross your T's. Yeah. And, and remembering to do that in the middle of a, a Three o'clock in the morning. At three o'clock in the morning, in a you know, like you got a flooded situation. Like this is not normal. Like we need to you know find a way to to keep our heads straight while we're you know dealing with a homeowner that you know is in a in a hard situation. Correct. Okay, so you are a part of a TPA that's using our platforms or using kind of the the what we call standard service provider version of our software. Um, Your employees are starting to freak out a little bit because they're getting tasks because. They're not used to uh, a system kind of prompting them for um, you know, what to do next. And you think, let's do more of this? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, you know what? It, it, it basically it, it opened my eyes, it gave me the uh, insight that, oh, wow, I can see which estimator is not you know, following through what they need to, which superintendent is, is and where the, where the, um, how do you want to say the, they're not, where, where, what's, what's coming through the screen that shouldn't be falling through. What's falling through the cracks. Right. And if you have, if you have this and you can take it and you can take a look at the, um, because the reports that I see as an owner is you see, you can see every employee, what they're doing and what their tasks are and what they're fulfilling in their task and how far they are. You know, they get the colors, the green, the yellow, the red. I mean, you're using that to see where they're at on that part. So I, at first I was afraid of it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was afraid. I've told Scott, I I think it took took probably three or four conferences for Scott to finally get me to say, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger and make this happen. So in retrospect, uh, do you feel like, okay, I pulled the trigger at the right time. We were ready when we were ready. Do you feel like you, you could have done it earlier and you were just sort of, you you wish you were like pat, you know, further down the line or like, how do you feel about the timing in which you made, you pulled the trigger? Wish I'd done it a little bit earlier, but uh, it is yeah, the other thing too is uh, with the program, it's so powerful. I think we're only using like thirty to forty percent of it. <laughs> yeah, because be you, you can't just there's it is there's so much to it that yeah. we don't want to bombard our employees and myself. Yeah. with all that that's there, the university or your 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 trainers and stuff they are they are good, but it's it would be what I was telling employees we would love to have a place where we can send them and have a laptop with them and they can train it. You know, we can get training that way as well. So have you, are you sending them to connect this year? Did you send them last year to connect? I did not. Oh no. <laughs> I, I have to uh, talk to Scott about that. One. <laughs> yeah. So, so connect, uh, not to give a plug for connect, but, uh, um, the whole purpose of connect was to do role-based training. Um, so it's not like any other conference, uh, in this industry, it's all role-based. So there's a technician track, there's an owner's track, there's a marketing sales track, there's a finance track. And the idea is, 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 is a couple fold. One, the content and the training on the software is, sp- is specific to that role. Okay. And two, we want to connect them with other people in that role. And so a big part of that conference is we create kind of a camaraderie, camaraderie uh, with technicians their the whole uh, experience and event is curated for for them but then there's a whole different group of people that are owners who are uh you know interacting with and spending time with other owners um everyone has a different experience right? your experience uh, uh, being the owner of your restoration company is different than the techs and the marketing persons and the and, and anybody in the finance world and and so we're we're sort of keeping people in their cohort so that they can learn and experience and and um, you know, get best practices from each other. Um, so I, 
I highly uh, um, suggest that you bring not only yourself, but actually try to get one person from each role to go. Oh. Um, because then they can come back and be change agents uh, and train the other and train others. Other That's teams, right. Yeah. And so, you can bring more than one person, but I, I think it, trying to get at least one person from each role is, is really what the events. Uh, where, is for. Sh- where is it this year? So it's going to be in uh, New Orleans. Oh, I believe a great it's a place to have yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, <laughs> and it's a little bit like it's not, um, on bourbon street. So that's sort of intentional. We don't want it to be too crazy, but you know, not too far from Bourbon Street, so I, it, I think it, I they had a couple. We, I've been to a couple conferences there, and yeah, yeah. it can get it gets you got to be careful. Rowdy. It's a little rowdy. It's a, it's a fun place. Uh, we're gonna be there right after the. Um, I'm not a sports guy, so I'm gonna everyone's gonna make fun of me. But the the uh, uh, it's not the World Series, but it's the football um, college football uh, championship. The game. Bulls, yeah, the oh. yeah the the final bowl. So, anyways, it's a good time to be there. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's, it's a really good event. Last year was our first one. We had, you know, well over 600 you know, industry people there. It was, a, it was just a great event. I think there'll be a bigger turnout this Is year. Is it a two day conference? It's about three days. Three days. Two, uh, days are, are mostly, uh, track oriented. Um, and then the last day is more around carrier programs. So different carriers that have programs on our program will be there to kind of help, uh, guide people on how they can do better on the program, get paid faster, Got et cetera. It. So. So the last day is, is mostly a carrier day, but uh, you know we just acquired a company called Accurance, um, which comes with National Water, that comes with some you know pretty big carriers. So there's going to be a bigger you know carrier influence this year than there was even last year, nice. and uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good time. So tell me more about so you you decide to to get on Dash. Um, what size of a company were you at that time? Uh, we were pushing probably thirty employees. Uh, okay, doing about four. Maybe, well, probably about four million. Right when you got on Dash. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then we're pushing about six now. Wow. You know, we okay. have forty. We are, I think we are at forty-four employees, and then we have several part-timers, and then we're doing about six. So how long have you been on Dash? Um, I'm gonna say two two years. Two years. Yeah, okay. Two, so two years. so you've been growing twenty thirty percent year over year. It looks like approximately. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's something too is uh you're we we're setting our business plan up to see if we're gonna grow and then we're gonna level for a little bit then grow okay it's that we like the idea of the you know you crawl before you walk you sure. walk before you run and yeah. we want to see how we touch things out with it so that's what we're we're doing and like i said we're not using dash to its fullest not even close to its fullest but we're we're gonna we're going to keep start stepping into that as other parts that are in there so how did your employees handle kind of the the move you know from a paper-based platform to something that was more real time and, and required them to use apps out in the field. How'd that go? I will let you know. Uh, we, excuse me. We had a couple that did not want to even touch it. Yeah. We'd had a couple that wouldn't even go on the web, go on the web and really open it up. Uh, we had a couple and they just, I wonder, I'd rather just do chicken scratch. And I was yeah. like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I go, you know, and, and you try to show it to them and you let them see, this is the reason why we're doing this. And then we have to, you know, now we, now we're, it's not, it's, it's a must do. It's not, you, you have a choice. You got to do it because if you don't do it. So you, are those people still with you today? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is uh, they're not, they're, um, the new people that are are coming aboard, they're having more 
they're getting right into it with us. Uh, they're learning it. And plus the, the uh, other people in the office and the other team members are helping them to utilize it. Yeah. It's great to see whenever you have a longtime employee, 18 years with us, we have several longtime employees with us at that time, being able to step into it. And then when people come aboard or the other ones aren't doing it, they show them, hey, this is what we can do. And yeah. look, look, it helps. So. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's an unfortunate part of the transition that I've noticed is that not everybody makes it through the transition. And, um, you know, we've been trying to figure out what are the strategies that we can, you know, employ to, uh, to try to get everyone to make the transition from being paper-based to, to digital. And you know, the only thing that, that we've started to come up with is, is being really clear up front and and we're calling it burn the boats like make sure that everyone knows we're not going back and hopefully that gives people a pretty clear choice either i'm going to get on board with you know the new direction or i'm going to not be around and that clarity really you know uh, in the beginning will hopefully get people to get on board faster do you feel like that was like ha- like for you like were you very clear up front like this is the direction or do you feel like they sensed uh, any, you know, some ambiguity or some wishy-washiness and they just try to latch onto that to sabotage you to, to go back. Why do you think they didn't make it? Do you think they, it, it was more or less the, uh, it was one, it was more things they had to do. They already were working ten, eight, 10 hour days, you know, eight, you know, set, and they felt like this was more, work. this was adding more work to them. Okay. Yes. And it, it, and the thing is, is I, and I, I tried, you know, let me show I tried, we, we showed them that once you start it, yes, it's going to take you a little bit longer to do. But once you start doing it and you know how to do it, it's going to it's going to speed up the work. Yeah. The the things the thing with Dash Netgear is um, communicating with the other softwares we use. That's that's something that, that I know Scott said you guys are working with that part. Yeah. That is the thing. So you don't have to do it. You don't want to do twice the work. You yeah. don't want to have to put input in Dash and the input in this and then input in that where it could be together. And that's where a lot of people is like, so I got to put it in Dash now and I can't put it in an exact analysis if it's not through exact so there's a several things that you have to do if you're creating your own yeah so it's something that they don't want to create more work for themselves yeah and the whole intention is like get it into one app and it can go everywhere so like you should be able to you know enter it into dash and if you want to go to exact analysis go to exact analysis Simbility has you know their own claims platform uh there's a couple others that we have direct relationships or uh, direct integrations with accounting systems, um, all that stuff should be integrated so that people are only doing things once. And that's the thing that if you're using Excel, you're typing that customer name out on different paperwork and in different areas, like all over the place. We, we had a conversation to a couple TPAs and the TPAs. I'm, I'm always, I'm, I'm I was on their forums. I was on a couple of the meetings where they have a network, uh, network contractors from different parts of this country in a forum group, but they're not competitors and stuff. Yeah. We're, but we were talking, the TPAs have their scheduling programs and stuff they want us to do. And it's like, why don't you get with Dash and, <laughs> and have Dash, you know, make it so we don't have to go into yours as well. Yeah. You know, that's, that's we're actually working on that with I know. a few. I, some I, of them already use our platform and some, some are, are, uh, are in the process of integrating that. I, I, I can't think, wait. Yeah, I mean, either. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that uh, over the next uh, I, um, year, you'll see a lot more integrations. I, I think carriers are asking for that as well. They want it's, real-time information. If, if, we had a, if they had a portal where a, even an insured and a homeowner can jump in and they can see what that just the parts they need to see. Yep. That would be perfect, and it'll work good with the uh, the carriers, the TPAs, the contractors, the insureds. You know, and you know, it would be an awesome. Thing. Yeah. But that's 
with the technology, that's what, it's where that's it's all going. Down, it's, yeah, that's where absolutely. it's coming down. And and you know, one of the things I keep trying to 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 preach is that you can't wait till every you think the whole picture is here to start using any sort of technology because you'll always be behind. There's there's always going to be a new thing that's coming out. So learn it incrementally. Don't have to learn it you know all at once. And uh, so that, I think that's exactly what you're doing. You may not be using all of Dash Correct. yet. But it sounds like you, you're you're at thirty percent. Feels like uh, you've gotten some lift out of that by being able to uh, be anywhere and, and see what's going on in your business. And that's the, that's very important. You've made the transition where you've got a staff. It sounds like that supports where you're at today. Yes. What what advice would you have for somebody just starting this process? Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> breathe. Breathe through it and yeah. and figure it out. The, take advantage of the uh, the training that. That, that next gear and dash provide you and you know don't be afraid to ask questions they have a they have a chat they just like just like exact where they have a chat i think it's 24 7 with dash isn't it oh it's 24 yeah, 7 with dash i haven't i haven't done it two o'clock in the morning like i have no, exact analysis, but yeah. i will do that i'm gonna get on and say hey what you doing now? yeah but, but uh, uh it definitely take advantage of the training and yeah. learn it so i mean that's what i would say and you know are you guys do you guys is dash demoing i don't do you guys have a demo platform for people uh, so we uh, we don't have like a, a unguided demo, but uh, we've got a team that that walks people through demos uh, Cause anytime. Because like I said, we stuck we got we got kind of turned on with it through a TPA at yeah. first, and yeah. that's how we got. Yeah. So but no. it was it was it was an eye opener. But it, it, like I said, it once you start looking at it, and you start reading, you know, listening to trainer training and that kind of stuff. It really helps. That's great. So. So, what are your plans going forward? What's the what's the uh, the goal for for Gray Eagle? To keep uh, providing custom, to keep providing excellent service for customers and making sure that the insureds have, you know get get what you know put them back to pre loss condition and keeping you know the the the, the value and the reputation of the name out there. And uh, are you looking to scale your business? Are you are you wanting to grow? I know you talked about you know walk before you run. Uh, at what point do you feel like you you're going to be at the pace that you want to be at? That's a conversation I had probably about two months ago with uh, in our business or management meeting, and uh, basically uh, I'm looking at another about two to three years, and with with Dash being a big part of it. And is that to to grow bigger or for for something else? To get to our, I would say we're going to grow bigger to a point, but we're not going to overdo it because yeah. we want to make sure that we provide the customer service because sometimes when you bring in too much work, yep. obviously you know that. You get more employees, you get sure. over the 50 mark, and then you got to do other things. So we're, um, I, I think we're going to be shooting for the 8 to 10, and okay. shooting it, you know, leaving it and start working based off of that. And, and will you stay with one location or do you feel like you'll open up new locations, satellite locations? Uh, we have not determined that. No, okay. we we did have a little. Uh, in 2005, we we opened a small office in Reno, and um, it we they definitely should have did a little bit more practice. Uh, I shouldn't say practice. We did a little bit more research on it. But again, with with the way it's going, with the you know the software and yeah. stuff, you could definitely do it. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, how, I honestly, I don't know how people run multiple offices without software. They need it. I have a I, I have a really good uh, uh, network partner. I call him. He's on the East Coast in Jersey, and uh, he he's on Dash. And yeah. He's very uh, he's very game. He's got three offices, and he's yeah. And if it wasn't for Dash, he'd be going crazy. Yeah. I mean, and, and it doesn't even have to be Dash. I just don't like Any trying program, to use right. trying to use uh, 
Excel or paper to to run uh, multiple offices uh, seems to me like uh, it would be really difficult. Definitely. Well, cool. Um, Look, uh, I appreciate your time today. I know that uh, this has been uh, um, uh, kind of a busy time for you, and I appreciate you taking time out for us. I, you know, I think uh, people love hearing uh, the different types of uh, uh, stories of people who are doing the same thing that they are, and and hopefully uh, you'll come to connect now because everyone's going to know your voice and uh, everyone's going to want to meet you and your team. Absolutely, I'll have to make sure Scott sends me an email. We got an email last year, but we didn't. Uh... Yeah, take advantage of it. Yeah, we'll see you there. This <laughs> and here time. I am telling you, take advantage of the training, right? <laughs> and I didn't take advantage of the commitment. We, so. we all have our uh, hypocritical moments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jerry. Thank and uh, thanks for uh, coming out and uh, talking to us on the business of restoration. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the business of restoration by Next Gear Solutions, a podcast exploring technology in the best practices in the restoration industry. Woo!